Hello, crime family, and welcome to Just One Bee. Bailey-centric today. Woohoo! So we are going to be issuing this as a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. You'll get your regular one on Friday, as usual. But beware. You guys know by now that if Bailey's telling the story, it's probably going to be a basement story. Well, it's not. It's... A big question mark. My stories are always either really horrible or just we don't know what the hell happened. And And they're really horrible and we don't know what the hell happened. Right. It's usually kind of a combination of those things. So we're going to go to Canada today. And this is a missing person that is currently still missing. Okay. 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 Ryan Stucka was born March 17th, 1997 in Edmonton, Alberta. He was the oldest of three children. He had two younger sisters who I believe were five and eight years younger than him. But then when he was young, the family moved to Beaumont, Alberta, which is not too far away. Mm -hmm. The whole family had a very active lifestyle, so they were very into sports, very into outdoor skiing, all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And so that's just how they all grew up. After high school, Ryan decided to take a gap year. He didn't want to go to college. He didn't know what he wanted to do yet. So he decided to do an apprenticeship with a construction crew and just, you know, at least get some money and some skills that you can use maybe later on if you decide to go into that. Okay. After that, that year was up and he decided he wanted to move on to something else for another gap year, but he wasn't sure what. And one of his friends named James from his hometown ended up getting a job at a resort called Sun Peaks in British Columbia. So that's about a 10-hour drive away from where he currently lived in Alberta. It's a long ways. It's a long ways, but his friend James got a job at the ski resort, and Ryan, also living that kind of lifestyle and being a young kid, says, this sounds awesome. I'm going to go with my friend James, and they ended up getting a little house together there on the resort. I would have to think that any outdoorsy kid... Mm -hmm. And that especially if they love to ski, mm-hmm. that would be an awesome job. Well, yeah, and they said that he a lot of times he would work from six a.m. getting the slopes ready to seven p.m. But a lot of the times before the slopes even open, he would just go and get his, take his skis out there and do his mm-hmm. own little fun thing. So he got paid basically to do what he wanted to do anyway. Yeah, it was a great opportunity. It was a very low-paying job, but it's kind of like if you work at an amusement park for the summer, you get a place to stay there for free as long as you work and show up on time and everything. Right, and they probably feed them too. Yeah, so they have a meal plan, stuff like that. So it had enough benefits to make the pay worth it. (laughs) Sure. December 1st, 2017, he packed his bags and he left his hometown to move to the resort Sun Peaks in British Columbia. So Ryan and his friend James moved into a house with a few other roommates who were also working on the property. It was Ryan, James, and their friend Kristen and her boyfriend Chris all lived in this house together. Okay. February 16th, 2018, it was a Friday and Ryan had to work his normal shift until 7 o'clock that day. After work, he then went to the bank to get money because they were all going to go hit the bars after work and just relax. He and his three roommates went to get some drinks in the Upper Village, which is still within the resort. And it's important to note, this resort is very isolated. So there's bars and eateries and stuff like that in the resort. But outside of the resort, the nearest town was a 45-minute drive, and there's only one road to get in and out of the resort. Oh, wow. So you don't really leave the resort until you're that's, ready to go home, basically. That's the definition of isolation. Yeah, so. Okay. So Ryan and his three roommates went to go get a few drinks in the upper village in the resort. 
first at a place called Massa's Bar and Grill. They just got a drink, one drink there each. And then they went to another bar called Bottoms for a silent disco. Do you know what a silent disco is? I have no idea. <laughs> it's kind but of, it sounds a little bit like a paradox. Yeah, it kind of is. But it's basically, it started out for people who have sensory issues. Okay. So if you have autism or something like that, where a lot of loud noises coming at you at once can get really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So silent discos, they invented it where you get, when you walk in, wireless headphones and just play it at your own volume in whatever music you want to play and just dance. Everybody oh, so, just dances to your own music that's going so on. So there's no beat that there's everybody's There's no music. Following. If you take it out, everybody's just dancing silently. <laughs> that's it. Well, dancing silently and they're all dancing out of sync with each yeah, other. Yeah, there's no... A, I guess you kind of have to oh my God, decide which song and press play at the same time. There's something kind of awesome about that Yeah, it's idea. like a millennial thing. It that, sounds so chaotic. I know. I love it. I'd love to go to one. <laughs> but yeah, so it sounds like a great time. They went to the silent disco... And then after that, it was starting to get late. A lot of the bars and stuff were closing down. So they decided to go back to some of the staffing houses, which was located on Burfield Drive. All right. Okay. And this is about a, I want to say, 20-minute walk away from where the bar area is. Okay. Okay. So they all walked back to this house, and they all continued partying and drinking. And there were some rumors, I don't want to say for sure, because it's not confirmed, But there were some rumors that Ryan did partake in some MDMA. Okay. So maybe something that had to do with what happens in the future. But a lot of their shifts started really early the next morning. So the party kind of started to die down. And they were just more relaxed, chill for the rest of the evening. Is MDMA ecstasy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I am not... I had to look it up because I was like, I know what acid is. LSD. So as I said, everyone had been drinking, possibly doing MDMA... But their shift started early, so everybody started to dwindle out, and by about midnight, there were only nine people left in the house partying or hanging out, whatever. That's still pretty many. Well, yeah, but if you consider there's four people that probably live in that house, so only like three of them are transplants. Ryan's roommate, James, was the first to leave the house party and go back to their house. He just went home, went to sleep because he had the first shift. And then their friends Kristen and Chris left around 2 o'clock-ish. They're not entirely sure. Again, everybody was on drugs and drinking. So (laughs) around 2 o'clock-ish sometime. And as they were leaving the house, they saw Ryan turned around, announced they were leaving, said goodbye to everybody. And Ryan was putting on his coat and everything. And it looked like he was getting ready also to head out right behind them. Okay. So they left, went home, assuming he's probably a couple strides behind them. And then they went home, went to sleep as well. However, Ryan never came home that night, and he was last seen at that party wearing jeans, a gray shirt, a blue coat, and a baseball hat, which seems, you know, kind of warm, but you have to consider the temperature in this resort at the that night was negative 20, and I don't know if that's Celsius or Fahrenheit, but either way, it's pretty damn cold. Mm-hmm. And not on top of the low temperature, all of the snow, it was snowing really hard that night as well. Oh, boy. And the walk back had no street lights at all. Do you know how far they had to walk? I was actually going to show you this. I'll post this on our Instagram, but you can see right here where the red dot is, that's where he left. That's where the party was. Okay. And then the other circled place, kind of in the tree line there, the smaller one, that's where they were currently living. Oh, the tiny little circle. Yeah, the tiny, tiny circle. So it's not a far walk, but in treacherous conditions and you're on drugs, possibly confused, and it's dark. Yeah. You could get lost. Yeah. That's one of the main theories. When Ryan did not show up to his morning shift, 
by seven o'clock that day, he was supposed to be there in the morning, but his manager kind of gave him some leeway, like maybe he was drinking, it was a Friday, whatever. Right. So he gave him some leeway, but finally at 7 o'clock p.m., by the time the shift was supposed to end, his manager contacted his roommate, James, and James called all of their friends, including all the people who had been at the party the night before. He called the local hospitals. He never called his house the whole day? He waited the until manager? the shift was over? Mm-hmm. Yep. That doesn't seem very... I don't know if maybe James wasn't home until 7 o'clock. That wasn't really specified. They just said the manager did not call James until 7 o'clock. So I don't know. wild. Maybe he was out on the slopes as well. But Or he just never noticed he wasn't there? I mean, did he just not know? Yeah, I mean, I think James had to get up and go before Ryan did that morning. So I think he was already at work. But then the manager called him to say, hey, your friend, your roommate has not come to work today. And I can't reach him. Yeah, and I can't contact him. So... Do you know anything? And James obviously didn't. So he started calling all of their friends. He called the people that uh, that the house they'd been at because Ryan knew them. Like, they were friendly, but they weren't close like he and James and his other two roommates were. Right. So he was, like, friends of friends. So he called all them. He then decided to call the local hospitals because maybe he was drunk. Maybe he slipped, broke a leg or something and got hurt somehow on the walk home. Or slipped, broke a leg, and he's still in the woods. Exactly. So he called them. And when he did not come up in any of the hospital records, he finally called the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. But I'm just going to call them RCMP. I think everyone does. Yeah. (laughs) It's too long, guys. It's too long. (laughs) So they were finally contacted around 9 o'clock that night. Okay. And Ryan, So he's been missing almost 24 hours. Literally, now. yeah. The whole day into the evening. Yeah, he's been gone. Ryan's parents were not alerted until the police were alerted. So nobody called them to say, hey, your son's missing. But finally they were. And Heather and Scott, his parents, they immediately put all their stuff into their car and drove the 10 hours to get to Sun Peaks. Right, Okay. So they were like, okay, don't know what's happening. We're getting on this, though, because (laughs) time is of the essence. Yes, our baby boy's in the woods. Yes. The next morning, a massive canine search began between the house where Ryan was last seen and the place where he had been living and staying. And they never found any sense. They couldn't even find any footprints or traces of him. And they checked all of his cell phone records. So it's as if he never left the house? Yeah, it's like they, it just seems like his cell phone was just off. Like there's not even any pings to find where he could have been. And so they were kind of like, we don't know what to tell you guys. It's negative 20 out. And honestly, at this point, it's a recovery mission if he's out here in the wilderness somewhere. Right. And so they kind of just called off their search and the parents were left to do it themselves after that. So not only was there no evidence that he had ever even made it to his house Mm -hmm. and then just left in the morning and disappeared. Right. There's no evidence of that. But there's also no evidence that he left the party house and even started walking through Mm -hmm. the woods. Yeah. Other than... His friends saying, hey, as we were leaving around 2 o'clock in the morning, we turned around and he was putting on his coat. That's the only evidence we have that he possibly left the house that night yeah. at all. So, yeah, he may have never left the house. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yep. And they went to the house, right? They the went to the house. They interviewed all of the people, and they said everybody was cooperative. They seemed not to be hiding anything. They don't suspect foul play. Even Ryan's parents say... They believe their story that he left and nobody knows what happened to him. Okay. For the next five months after his disappearance, his family stayed there in that city, even though their home and their other two children were 10 hours away. Yeah. 
they of stayed. Yeah, you're not just gonna leave your son to just well. We don't know what happened. We'll go forget it. Good I luck we'll out go back there. Home. Yeah. So for the next five months, even though the police had given up, they had not. They continued every single day. They did ground searches. They offered rewards. They got groups of volunteers to come in and help them do a grid search. Wow. They also paid for. Out of pocket, they paid for bobcats to come and remove snow piles so that they could, if he's under there somewhere, possibly see or at least find something of his. His yeah. car keys, find his cell phone, a boot or something. Right. There's just nothing. Well, it had been snowing, snowing heavily the night of that party. Yeah, that's true. So even footprints. But if it's been... snowing heavily, you're going to make footprints, but mm-hmm. they're going to immediately get covered up. Exactly. Again. So it's possible that's what happened. You just. Don't even know which direction he went off. I in. wonder if the snow cover would have been the reason the dogs wouldn't have smelled anything. Probably. That's probably what made it so hard. Depending on how much snow there was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they said when the snow plow came the next day, it was like 18 feet of snow on either side of the road. So right. it was pretty heavily snowing. Wow. After all of that, the family, nothing came up in those five months. And so they eventually had to return home because they did still have two other children who are going through life and trying to get through school and stuff. So. Right. I'm going to go through a couple possible theories. You've kind of already touched on a few of them. I can't even imagine the heartbreak of it's just, of saying, I have to give up and go back to my other kids. Yeah, and I just can't even imagine. And financially, they've got to have gone through their entire retirement savings for this. That's, Absolutely. I can't believe. <sighs> okay, so a couple theories. Maybe he was intoxicated and got lost slash passed out. But again, that doesn't add up why nothing of his was ever found. It wasn't a long walk. And he'd done it a billion times before 2017 2018 okay so but it's been at least four years it's been four years since yeah so in four years nothing of his has ever found that's what the family there i'm gonna give you their website that they have for it but they're just like please if anybody's even found a shoe anything would be like a sign of hope here is that part of the province north enough that it maintains snow over the summer or it, no, does it melt no. down in the summertime no so it's kind of ohio weather but colder it's colder yeah but the snow does melt away in but the they summer have months. four seasons yes yes okay so they well, searched I, mean, I knew it wasn't arctic i'm just no saying. no i know <laughs> i'm just saying but they did search with the snow on the ground and then summertime again when the snow was gone and they've okay. done both Ever since. Okay. Another theory is possible foul play at the party, which is what you kind of suggested. Maybe he never left the house. Maybe they or maybe buried it was somewhere. an accident. That's at what the house. If you watch Mr. Ballin enough, you've probably mm-hmm. heard him ten times tell a story about someone who fell into a little crawl space or in between True. walls and never were found. For I didn't think about that until but ten years later. Good. I mean, who knows how these little cabins are constructed? Maybe mm-hmm. he's stuck somewhere and that he tried to get under the foundation as a funny joke when you're intoxicated you think you could do stupid shit like that all the time it happens so yeah so just because i'm saying it's possibly never left the house doesn't mean i'm suggesting foul play even it just means maybe he just couldn't leave that my personal theory that i think is pretty intriguing is that one road out of the resort now, yeah. this road, it's very heavily traveled because it's of the second most popular tourist destination in Canada is the ski resort. Do they have any kind of activities at this ski resort that take place during the summer or is it only active in the wintertime? I think it's active all year long. Do they have like a 
spray ground or you know a trampoline park. I don't know. Or I only there. saw stuff about skiing and possibly people living there over the summer to maintain the property, but I don't. I don't okay. really know. So they don't have a lot of clientele coming in other times of the year. Yeah. So, but he did disappear in February. So it's like yeah, kind of their prom. So a lot of people were going in and out on this road. Yeah. But only about six hundred people lived on the resort. That still sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot, yeah, I know. But this road leading out, it did have full, the entire road is on camera. Okay. However, the night that you went missing, all of the cameras were not functioning for some reason. So that sounds a little bit insidery to me that somebody who has access to the cameras and maybe lives on the resort. Is it completely unusual for the cameras to not be functioning? Do they have footage for every other day that year except for the one night that he disappeared? I don't know. I think they're probably keeping a lot of this hush-hush because he is still missing. But all I know for a fact is that they were not working that night. And maybe maybe Maybe. they're working now, maybe they're not. (laughs) That sounds like more of a recorder end issue instead of a camera issue. Mm -hmm. If all of them, like it's not a short road. All of the cameras just happen to go down at the same time. Bullshit. Anyway. And then there was one tip that was called in from after all the posters and everything went up in this resort town. A man called in to the police with a possible sighting of Ryan. Okay. He said that that night around 2.30ish in the morning, he had seen somebody back where all of the food areas were. And I'll post this map picture as well on our Instagram. But the starting point, this is the starting point down at the bottom left. Okay. That's where the party was. Mm-hmm. And then up here, about a 20 minutes walk, is where all the bars and the food areas were. And that's still within the resort? That's still in the resort. It's just up the main road of the okay. resort. Okay. So a lot of people think, if this man really did see Ryan, how it's very plausible that a drunk 20-year-old wanted to go. There was a pizza place there on that street. Yeah. Open until 2 a.m. and or, wanted some freaking pizza. I want pizza or I want to go back and have a couple more beers with other people. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't dressed that heavily, though. And right. so, of course, you're drunk. You're not as cold as you really are. You're right. not feeling as cold as you really are, I guess right. I should say. And so he thought he could make it. Maybe he couldn't. Well, so, you don't feel as cold, but you also are more susceptible to hypothermia. Right. So it's easier for it to take you down than... And you not see it coming. <laughs> that's a good theory. Yeah. So if that if he really did happen to see Ryan that day, that's what the parents kind of are leaning towards. So they've started doing their searches more towards that area, while the police focus just in the housing area. Do you have any idea what the overall size of this resort is? It's enormous. It's like like square miles. It seems it's like multiple acres. Yeah, yeah I've done four thousand two hundred and seventy acres. Yeah, that's, that's pretty big. That's a large. lot of area for two parents to try to cover. And here, I'll save this picture so I can post it as well. Look at how much terrain there is to get lost. Well, I mean, because it's a ski resort. That takes yeah. a lot of topography. <laughs> in all of the maps I've shown you, that's literally just in this tiny little portion at the bottom. So, incredible. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity for something to go wrong there. We just don't know what. Yeah, it's just a lot of area to cover. And you're looking for one person. Especially when the police have like basically given up hope. It just surprises me that they gave up that quickly. Well, I think until they find something else to look into, there's not really... Well, the sighting seems like something to look into. And they, they did a little bit, but not as much. All right. In June of 2021, police did another official grid search. So they 
did get back on board for a little bit there, including new areas, but again, came up dry. So they never found anything in that. And every year, his family hosts a Run for Ryan event in the neighboring town of Kamloops, which is the town I said was 45 minutes away. It's the closest one to this resort. Okay. And it's every year on February 17th. So if anybody's in the area, they're always looking for, like, donations and volunteers to help them search, stuff like that. Wait, they have what every year? It's a Run for Ryan. Okay. So it's like a ski run. Okay. That everybody can go I was thinking that they were having, you know, where everybody's got the little numbers on them and they're running down the road. Oh, like a marathon. (laughs) Not a marathon, but like a 5K or something for charity. But then you said they were looking for people to help search. So is it a... Wait, it's a ski run. That's unrelated. I was just saying, if you're in the area and want to go to this, you can. Also, they're looking for volunteers <laughs> if you are available. Okay. So, sorry for the confusion. <laughs> I, I see where it went wrong. I'm so confused. <laughs> no. So, they have a run for Ryan where everybody can get together and do a ski run together. And then they all have, like, a vigil at the end of it. Okay. Every year on February 17th. And then they also are looking for volunteers and donations from anybody in the area or otherwise. And if you are interested in that at all, you can go to ryanstucka.com, which is spelled R-Y-A-N-S-H-T-U-K-A.com. And that has even more information. They have, like, all the maps and everything. The family gives everything they know for a fact and everything that they know for maybe kind of factual, but a little iffy. Well, they don't want to rule anything out until they have something yeah. that rules it out. Unless it's concrete, they're open to anything at this point. Yeah. You know, being this far away, all we can really do is donate and maybe spread the word, so. Yeah. That's my what, goal. What a confusing story. I know. And because this kid, it's, he just disappeared. I mean, maybe he was abducted by aliens. Well, they think all kinds of things. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> that was a joke. But that road is so intriguing to me that all the cameras were out. Because it could be anything from he went walking the wrong way and got stuck in the middle of this road that's miles and miles long. Or maybe somebody else from a party or something nearby was drunk driving, hit him, and then took him to the next town. I mean, you've heard that shit like that happen. Well... So you don't know. The only place that you can have a ski resort mm-hmm. is where you have mountains. Yeah. yeah. So if you have mountains, the terrain is going to be rough in mm-hmm. locations. Not, not everywhere, maybe. They probably smoothed it out, you know, at the base where they've got the camps and all that set up. Mm-hmm. But if you have rough terrain and it is bad weather and you are not dressed properly, it would not be that hard to be walking down the road, slip into a gully, get hurt, get hypothermia, and then as the seasons change, now you're covered with leaves and sticks and... Mm -hmm. Not to mention... Bears. Animals. Yeah, I was going to say the wildlife out there. I mean, then you'd probably still be able to find some kind of clothing item or cell phone or whatever, but... If he's so far out in the wilderness, maybe they dragged him out somewhere. Who knows? Like, and we don't even know that he's dead. Maybe he hitched a ride and literally just left town. We, it's yeah. I mean, I think that's a possibility. probably not what happened, but so it, I know well. it is a possibility. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and I forgot to mention I didn't put it into my notes, but I also found an article that said. Since 2017, six different men around his age have gone missing in this exact southern part of Canada. The exact... Oh, this is the southern part of British Columbia? It's like kind of southern middle. 
Oh, I it's was like, thinking it was further north. No, it's pretty close to... Vancouver? It actually is pretty close to... It's not too far off from Brad and Denise. Oh, they probably are familiar with this. Yeah, so Brad Denise, if you guys are in the area and want to go help, <laughs> I'm not going to pressure you. But When she says Brad and Denise, she's talking about World's True Crime. World's True Crime, yeah, sorry. We're on first name basis <laughs> now here. But yeah, so it's, it's pretty... Pretty southern, and in that exact area, within a couple hundred miles, there are six other men that have gone missing from 2017 to 2019. So, were the six men that disappeared all employees at this resort? Mm -mm. No, they were either traveling through the area, or I know two of them were traveling together, and then they ended up, they found their bodies, and it's not solved yet, so they're not releasing cause of death or anything. So I was reading this whole article, and it's very interesting that could be a serial killer. Who knows? That's very bizarre that a bunch of young men the same age range are going missing from this spot in Canada. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he would be 25 now. Isn't oh that crazy? God. He's been missing since he was 20. That's that's really sad. I mean, yeah. I, I feel so terrible for families who have no resolution. They have no idea yeah. what happened to They don't know. I mean, maybe he's still being held. Mm-hmm. Was it J.C. Dugard who was held for like years? In the basement and then under, under the bed and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you I never mean, know. Nothing's off limits at this point, but... Wow. Yeah, for, for them, I hope they find some peace. I hope so, too. I hope they find him alive and just living it up in Manitoba mm-hmm. or somewhere. And it just, it really struck me because this kid literally looks so much like my younger brother. <laughs> it's, it's kind of bonkers. He's kind of scrawny and he's blonde and he's got look at that he looks just like my little brother holy crap he does look like your brother and i was like god that could be anybody's brother that's just ugh, horrible you know what i've been thinking about that a lot lately when i'm looking because on on instagram i really try to share missing people Mm -hmm. and because there's somebody's person Mm -hmm. there's somebody's child or wife or husband or mom or uncle and you see so many of them that it's easy to just fall into despair about it because Mm -hmm. and then you see updates this person was found deceased yeah and you look at their faces and it's like god damn that could be anybody you know Mm -hmm. it's just overwhelming it's overwhelming how many there are there are so many they would fill a city I give props to the people who do focus, like the podcast that we follow as well, that focus on just missing cases because you could go bonkers. For some reason, it's easier to cover, for me at least. Well, like, because some c- conclusion. The, the not knowing can drive you crazy. Yeah. And it's just, what if they are still out there and they're suffering more than if they were dead? Like, that's horrifying to me. Right. And but, there are probably some people who leave of their own volition. Mm-hmm. Because they're not happy with their life and they just choose to leave it. Yeah. But I don't think that's the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And to not know what happened to your family member would just break your heart every mm-hmm. single day. I mean, yeah, and then you have to go back and raise your two other kids. And I can't imagine they're not just helicoptering on them because I would too. I wouldn't know what to do. I can't let you have my sight anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're not going to school. You're not going to get exactly. a job. You're never like, leaving the house How do you again? just live life ever again normal? Like, I mean, just... obviously that's not the answer because mm-hmm. your kids still yeah. need to have a life too, but I it's don't know how you Finding a balance that. after this, like I, my heart goes out to them because... Yeah, I mean, 
hopefully the mental health community is able to help them Mm -hmm. find some way to cope on a day-to-day basis. Well, they're very transparent on their website that I gave. The parents even put everything that the donations have gone to and some of it is literally counseling for the family because like of course they can't afford it now they've paid all this money for like helicopters and all this shit to come through and look so go support them guys they're they are such good people i've yeah. watched their interviews and stuff and the mom even has an instagram which i followed on our behalf i didn't tell you yet but for sure wow well good job covering that 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 makes my heart hurt for that family we kind of um, went on for a little long on that but i will post everything it's just one b you can go as long as you want Woo-hoo, i got you guys in my grip you stay until i'm done with you or they hang um, up on us <laughs> or you can hit end but please don't do that <laughs> But yeah, go to our Instagram account as soon as this comes out on Tuesday. But I will go ahead and upload that all with it. Okay. That's all I got. So guys, this has been a bonus episode. Just one B, not mm-hmm. two Bs today. Yep. And we will still be back on Friday. So and... thank you for tuning in to hear us. Bye. Bye. <coughs> this is... Oh, you're recording? Okay. Yes. <laughs> going really well so far <laughs> you're just upset about the cookie coughs i am i'm like just raging inside stop throwing up on the laptop mom <laughs> canadian uh, canadian <laughs> it's in canadian